1: TFA fam, what is going on? Welcome into the early look at week three waivers. The day started off a little gross, starting to pick up. Kev's Chiefs are going at it right now, so we're going to make quick work of this so Kev can get back to his game. Kev, you got quarterbacks. Go ahead and jump into that uh, right off the bat.
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward this week with uh, in terms of quarterbacks. Uh, one, you have Justin Fields. Obviously, we know Andy Dalton went down with a knee injury in the first half uh, of that game against the bears uh, feels, I mean, he didn't really need to do a whole lot to kind of have that game in hand completed six of 13 for 60 yards and an interception uh, also, rushed ten times for thirty-one yards. Uh, he's he's rostered in fifty-one percent of leagues. I, I just kind of hesitant to put him on here because I think most people probably still hold them. But if he is available out there, I definitely think he's worth an ad everywhere because of his rushing upside. So definitely add Justin Fields if he's sitting out there um, for this week because I think this is probably opens the door for him to take over. We don't exactly know if Andy Dalton's going to be out next week, but it does not sound good. I think um, Sam Darnold continues to play well. Fifty uh, only rostered in fifteen percent of leagues. Gets Houston this week on Thursday Night Football through two weeks he has 584 passing yards three uh three passing touchdowns one rushing touchdowns uh moving forward really has a nice schedule too He gets houston dallas philly and minnesota over the next four weeks so this offense has looked really really good so far through two games and so i I like sam darnold and i think he's definitely worth an add uh teddy bridgewater uh, i didn't think we'd be talking about teddy bridgewater but here we are 17 percent rostered um uh gets the new york jets next week little typo there but 592 passing yards and four touchdowns over the first two weeks of the season i mean he has a uh, double digit or uh, 20 point performances in each of his first two weeks as well so and gets the jets this week that jets uh defense does not look like anything imposing so i like right. teddy bridgewater as well i think he's also an option Derek carr i mean this raider offense so far for the first two weeks has looked really good and they beat two really good teams in the ravens and the steelers today um on the road beat the steelers 817 passing yards four touchdowns over his first two games uh the the raiders get miami the chargers chicago denver and philly before their week eight bye so i i mean i don't love playing Derek carr but you know the well as well as they're playing right now i don't think you could really turn an eye on him and then daniel jones makes an appearance in the waiver ads this week um Quietly has scored 20-plus fantasy points in uh, each of his first two games. Over 100 rushing yards and two touchdowns over that span. Gets Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, and the Rams over the next four weeks. So while it's kind of gross to play Daniel Jones, I get it, but he's played really well. He's shown that rushing upside that, you know, one reason that uh, I think somebody that I kind of talked about over the offseason is a sleeper, but he continues to play really well. And, you know, he gets Atlanta this week, a defense that I'm not worried about at all. So, again, at this point, you're probably not needing to play Daniel Jones because we're not on buys or anything like that. But, uh, you know, the schedule is encouraging, and I think the door is wide open for this offense to continue to improve. And hopefully I think Saquon Barkley also takes a big step. We'll talk about that once we get to rankings later in the week.
1: Do you, uh, Kev, just real quick for the people who are listening on podcasts, do you have these kind of ranked in terms of how you would prefer to add them? Correct. The one per, okay. Correct. Uh, yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Let's go ahead and jump right over to running backs for week three. Really not a lot to talk about here. Didn't have a bunch of injuries or anything crazy happen. Uh, the only ones who are making the must ads for this week are guys who are kind of right around that 50% roster range with Sony Michelle and Tony Pollard. Obviously, uh, Henderson goes down with the rib injury. That's something you typically don't want to see with your with your running back. so Michelle definitely needs to be picked up if he's available. And then Tony Pollard, this still doesn't make sense to me. Like he's sitting around 50% in Yahoo leagues, but only 38% rostered in ESPN leagues. He is one of the few handcuffs, quote-unquote, in the league where if Zeke were to go down, you kind of have a one-to-one replacement in terms of our fantasy value between those two. But then on top of that, he also has standalone value. Um, Pollard saw 16 opportunities to Zeke's 18 uh, today during during today's game. I will say that he's only seen 20 and 21 snaps compared to 70 and 44 for Zeke, so Zeke obviously still has the the edge, and it, as far as like the, the lead back goes, but you know Pollard's been looking good. And I think it's going to be hard for Dallas to keep them off, to keep Pollard off of the off the field. So if he's available, go out and grab him. A couple other guys to mention here: the New York Jets running back room is starting to take shape uh, today. Carter, uh, Michael Carter, and Ty Johnson both saw thirty three snaps. Tevin Coleman saw five carries, but only seven snaps. Um, 11 carries, three targets for Michael Carter, 88 total yards. Ty Johnson, no targets, but he did have 12 carries for 50 yards. I think it's going to be one of those uh, cases where it's going to be the uh, a split backfield between the, the two younger guys, and I don't know who we can expect to have the production on a week-to-week basis, but if you're in 12-team-plus leagues, Definitely those guys are, are worth the add, especially if you're desperate at running back. Ty Johnson, more widely available. Carter's saying around that 50% roster ship mark. So Ty Johnson, the guy who you can go out and add. I <clears throat> For the next guy, I don't want to overreact to one week, but we might have to start thinking about J.D. McKissick again. Uh, week one, we were like, all right, this looks great. It's the Antonio Gibson show. He got damn near all the opportunities. Saw the majority of the snaps, feeling good. And then Thursday night happens. Uh, McKissick did see thirty-one snaps to Gibson's forty-three. Uh, like I said, Week One wasn't nearly as involved, but Week Two, you know, ripped off that big, uh, that big, that big catch. Still wasn't doing much in terms of the running game. But if he's going to start being sprinkled in the passing game again over Gibson, which just does, does not make any sense. He's someone to, to look to add. I wouldn't be going out and overspending, uh, you know, fab or anything like that or a waiver priority just based on that, but someone who we probably should be looking at it, picking up again, again, especially 12-team leagues and higher. Another one, Kev, you were saying, you know, you weren't expecting to talk about uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I wasn't expecting to talk about Cordell Patterson, but here we are. Uh, I talked about him as a stash last week, but I think he's kind of graduated to the ad list. So through two weeks, 24 snaps in both weeks. Week one he had nine opportunities for 67 total yards. Uh, today he had two touchdowns on 13 opportunities and a very nice 69 yards. Again, this is a, this is a deeper league ad someone I'm not going you know going after in 10 or 18 leagues or anything like that. But if the Falcons are going to going to continue to play from behind, and if Mike Davis is going to continue to struggle, I think Patterson's someone who's going to be involved. Uh, you know, he was always a gadget player before, but it kind of seems like he's found a, a little niche here with the Falcons. So he's definitely worth an add again if you're you know struggling for for running back uh, production on your teams. Then just some other guys to to throw out here. Kenneth Gainwell talked about him last week. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. also mentioned him. He's obviously the guy to own behind Kamara. That offense kind of fell apart today. And then Justin Jackson, uh, between him and Larry Roundtree, I, I, this is something where you know, 14, 16-team leagues are just something to keep an eye on if we start to get a little bit of a trend going here. But week one, it looked like Larry Roundtree was going to be the guy behind Eckler. Now week two, Justin Jackson comes out and now touches him. So just a name to keep in mind. Another stash, Damian Williams, he's the clear guy behind Monty. Savon Ahmed continues to get uh, some opportunities and targets behind uh, Miles Gaskin. And then Jeremy McNichols chipped in with, uh, with some opportunity as well today. But like I said, the, the must adds are guys who, who are probably already owned in 12-team leagues. If they're available in your 10-team leagues, go out and get. And then guys like the, the Jets backfield, Cordero Patterson, Kenneth Gainwell, and JD McKissick would be the, the next in line for me.
2: Yeah, I will say this really quickly too. That uh, we'll have to monitor the San Francisco situation because yeah, of, yeah, uh, for uh, Trey about. Sermon going down. And Michael Hasty, uh, also uh, Elijah Mitchell went down, but he came back into the game. But I think their fourth running back is Trenton Cannon. So we'll have, to, we'll have to see uh, how that shakes out. Of uh, you know, if the, both those guys are out next week, uh, Cannon can end up being an interesting play uh, next week. But you know, that's a long way to go. We have to wait and see how everything shakes out there. Yeah, um, and also, to I was Patterson is that in a lot of leagues? He's he's actually listed like in Yahoo. I know he's listed as a running back and wide receiver because that does make him a little bit interesting in terms of you know where you can play him. Yeah. So, all right. Speaking of wide receiver. Yeah, speaking of wide receiver, let's jump over there. And I'm going to hit on – so these top five guys are kind of the guys I feel like should be rostered in ten-team leagues and above, right? So Rondell Moore went out and dominated today. Hauled in seven receptions on eight targets, 114 yards, mm-hmm. on touchdown. Uh, worth noting, he did only play 46 percent of offensive snaps, but uh, I think he should be rostered in ten-team leagues and above. Uh, we should, we continue to see how dynamic he could be. Last week, I think he had 60 yards, so uh, he did haul in a, a you know a long touchdown today. So uh, I love Rondell Moore, and they get Jacksonville next week. So Rondell Moore, I think, it continues to impress, and I think he's somebody that is going to continually be involved. I wish they would just uh, send AJ Green away. I know AJ Green was okay today, but really, I think it should be Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore to go with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But I digress. Uh, Henry Ruggs, I was surprised he's only rostered 34% of leagues. Had himself a really good day today 113 yards and a score on seven targets. Um, I do think he's going to be a little bit uh, boom or bust, but um, I think this, this rated offense just continues to play really well. And, uh, you know, I very easily could have. Uh, Brian Edwards on this list as well. He had a touchdown that got that called back to a penalty, or else he probably would also be on this list. So both of those, you know, uh, second-year wide receivers are really starting to come on their own a little bit here. So I like Henry Ruggs. Um, KJ Osborne, two percent rostered. Um, You know, last week, I guess he proved that it just wasn't a fluke. He went for 91 yards and a score on five receptions on six targets uh, against the Cardinals today. The majority of production did come from a 64-yard touchdown he had. I believe I was on the first drive of the game. And he currently leads the Vikings in receiving yards through two weeks. So uh, they continue to play a lot of uh, 11 personnel and, you know, three wide receivers on the field. They just don't really have a tight end. So KJ Osborne continues to kind of impress here. Um, It is tough because I think in games that, uh, you know, they are ahead – um you know i do think that we're gonna he will not get as many opportunities but so far you know they've been in these these shootouts these first two weeks so kj osborne i, I kind of like adding him here and i think it's his team leagues at above Darno mooney only rostered in 45 of leagues uh he hauled in six of eight for 66 yards uh, with Justin Fields likely starting week three, I think Mooney makes for a really uh, solid flex option against Cleveland next week. So I do like Darnell Mooney. I was surprised he's he's available this much, but I think people uh, dropped him. I was surprised that that, that he was only rostered in forty five percent of leagues. But if Darnell Mooney's sitting out there, he definitely deserves to be owned. Uh, he played one hundred percent of the snaps last week, and Darnell Mooney I think is only going to get better as the year goes on. Christian Kirk, 25%. I figured it would be a little bit more than that after the big week he had last week, but cooled off a little bit this week. Three uh, three receptions on 45 targets for 65 yards. I think he's kind of a boomer bust. Now, these other guys are kind of like – I don't think they're – none of these guys are must adds. You don't have to go out and add these guys – but if they are sitting out there, I do have some intrigue, especially in 12 team leagues and above. Terrace Marshall, again, I continue to think he needs to be rostered more leagues. They just really haven't been pushed as much uh, today. They're kind of, uh, you know, really had the stranglehold of that game. I think once they're down a little bit and they really have to be pushed a little bit, I do think, you know, you see more involvement from Terrace Marshall, but only 20% uh, rostered. Uh, James Washington, uh, the Steelers are idiots. I don't know what they're doing with Deontay Johnson. I really don't get it. Why they had any of their starters out there on that final play of the game when they were down by nine points. The game was over. There was like five seconds left of the game. And lo and behold, Deontay Johnson gets hurt. We're having to wait and see. I don't think they've announced anything yet in terms of an injury. But if he's going to be out, James Washington definitely deserves to be rostered more with only 1%. He he slides in as that number three wide receiver, and he's proven to be productive whenever one of these guys are out. So I like James Washington. Um, and if we find out this is a long-term injury, he probably turns into more of a must-add than, than just somebody I think you could speculatively add. Brian Edwards, we already talked about. Don't need to go into that. Should have had a touchdown. He did not. Only rostered 17% of leagues. But I think he continues to impress. Tim Patrick um, had a decent day today. I think he did catch a touchdown, but it wasn't anything overly impressive. It was the Cortland Sutton show in Jacksonville. Only rostered 12%. Rush, Rashad Bateman is only rostered 13% of leagues. I think he's probably back in two or three weeks from now. And so I definitely would be adding him now. It's only a few more weeks he'll be back. And then other guys I like like Nelson Aguilar, Zach Pascal just continues to just get uh, score touchdowns. That's what he does, uh, you know, but it was good to see. Uh, Michael, Pittman, yeah. us, Michael Pittman was only rostered in like 61%. Our cutoff is usually 60%. If he's out there, he definitely deserves to be added. Big bounce back game for him. We'll have to see what happened with uh, what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. He did the exit the game at the end. And there's some deep leaks to Ashes. KJ Hamler, Quez Watkins had over 100 yards, had that long. I think it was like 86 yard reception today. Darius Slayton uh, again, I don't think he's somebody that I think people need to go out and add, but I think if something were to happen with one of these pass catches, I think Darius Slayton makes uh, for an interesting add. Van Jefferson I look, I always want anybody that's going to tie I do this Rams offense, uh, and then Josh Palmer again. I think these are just guys. If you're in like a 14, 16 team league, I'd be looking at.
1: There you have it, uh, Zaddy. We do talk about defenses, but we'll do that on a separate streaming show along with tight ends. Look through the list, and there's really no tight ends I feel like you have that I had to talk about as a waiver ad. We're going to talk about them in streaming options in the show later this week. So make sure you guys are subscribed. We'll have the rest of that content coming out to you. Um, don't think there was anything else in the chat. Appreciate you guys coming through and uh, and checking us out. Like I said, sub, sub, uh, leave a leave a like, leave a comment, and we'll have the the other content coming up for you later this week with start sets, streamers, all that stuff. So we will have you covered. Best of luck in the rest of week two. Any questions that you guys have, uh, you can either jump over to the Discord or you can get into uh, or just leave a. Leave a comment on the the YouTube as well, uh, gamer. We will also talk about kickers in the in the streaming video as well. So we got got you all covered with all of that. Keep it tuned in here. We will have you guys all squared away with more content coming up.